When you're getting back into your busy fall routine but still want to make every breakfast count, try Blue Apron's new ready-to-cook meals that offer your favorite fresh quality ingredients ready in minutes. With 60-plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and health-conscious offerings. Get a $100 gift card, plus enjoy $130 off across your first six orders when you place an order by September 23rd. Visit blueapron.com unique2022. Welcome to Grab a Cuppa. How are you guys doing? I hope that you are all good wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much for your support. So this week's episode, uh, this is Grab a Cuppa with Anna Nielsen. Anna and I had a lovely chat. We were talking about uh, what causes uh, anxiety, what triggers do we face as well, and uh, we're talking about mental health later on in life. So, this is Grab a Cuppa with Anna Nielsen. So, Anna, thank you so much for having a chat with me today. You're <laughs> How have you been? Um, uh, up, down, round about, left of centre, right of centre, and I can relate. Yeah, it's been a hard going. However long this roller coaster's been, we've been on it. It's just up, down, up, down, and anxiety and life and just. Yep, but we're still holding. You're still holding on. I guess um, with with anxiety, how was like the whole um, lockdown for you? How was that like? Because for me, it was like my anxiety was like to to the top. Uh, um, I was fine the first mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Yeah. I took everything in my stride. I, I mean, with anxiety, you're dealing with invisible ghosts. Anyway, ghost visible demons. Anyway, with your thought process. So, as more was going on and more was going on, and I think it was about six to eight weeks in, and it just crashed around me. I came home one day and was just so tired of it all. Nobody could speak to me. I just, I had this. Shouting and ranting and raving about just nothing that was like serious. It was just the slightest wee thing was triggering me. Mm-hmm. I mean, if my son looked at me the wrong way, it was reeling my life for And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I, I need to take myself out. So I thought, I need to get a TV in my bedroom. I need a sanctuary somewhere in this house because there's We've got four adults living here. There's me, right. there's Keith, and my two sons. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a small flat, very right. small flat, and we're practically living on top of one another. So something was bound to break sooner or later. Um, yeah, it's 
it's been really tough going as time's going on and there is times I'm hanging on with just my fingernails. But I can relate. Still, <laughs> you've still got to go out and like I've got to go and deal with my father who has dementia. I've got to go and deal with him because I'm the only one in my family that's actually doing anything for my father. Right. It's all on me. My family have just it's okay, Anna's dealing with it. She knows what she's doing. She used to work in a hospital. She's been a carer for 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's her dot. It's her gig, you know. And I'm like... I should have known. Mean, that doesn't mean that it's any easier for you. No, no, it's not any easier. No. no but... My problem is I bottle a lot of my things up. Right whether it be the squirrels are having a party mm. or life in general just keeps hitting me with the curveballs. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just, when's this going to end? <laughs> it's that anger inside. I think for me is I feel angry and I feel frustrated. And yeah. sometimes I'm like, why do I feel this way? Yeah. But then yeah. you, I you, stop. You self-analyze. Yeah, oh gosh, you self-analyze, you self-criticize, and and that your self-esteem just gets lower and lower and lower, and then Mm -hmm. you get to the point that you just crash. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and it's like, then you realize, oh gosh, like I've been doing this for this person, I've been doing that for that person, I've been doing uh, all these different things for all, all other people, and not doing anything for me. Yeah, I'm recognising when I need to come into my room, shut the door, put a note on the door, do not disturb me unless you've got tea and chocolate. <laughs> come in, drop the tea and chocolate and get the F out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get exactly. Out. I have put a note on the door saying, beware of the dog, she's gone to bite. <laughs> You just need that respite sometimes, don't you? Yeah, just let me watch whatever I want. If I want to watch rubbish on YouTube, let me just be, let me watch, just leave me alone. Don't, I'm, I'm humaned out enough. <laughs> oh, I get that. Human for the day. But um, it was 2016, I took my breakdown and... As I said here in my email, my doctor was actually surprised I hadn't broken before then. Just, yeah, my life, it, it's, it, it reads to some people like a horror story. But a lot of people really don't know the ins and outs. There's a saying going, my life's an open book, what chapter you get is down to me. Mm-hmm. So even Keith doesn't know certain points. Mm-hmm. I get about that. what's happened, you know, because he's just a sensitive wee soul. He'll just it'll make him feel a certain way. Because mm. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. That mm-hmm. I don't because it'll upset him. Yeah. Do you know I get I mean? that. It's you just been... don't want to. You feel like you want to open up, but then obviously you don't want to upset the other person. But sometimes I think we. We will upset the other person anyway if we don't share what, how we, we're feeling. 
because uh-huh. then I think it's best to say I've been feeling this way and I need help and then um, then I don't I don't know maybe your your partner can help you or whatever you know but um, yeah yeah oh he's a great help yeah yeah so it, it's, it's just best to to say even even if it does not make sense honestly trust me on this because i most of the time the things in my brain just do not make sense but mm-hmm. i have to get it out you know and yeah. if i'm having irrational thoughts if i'm just being completely irrational that i have to get it out there obviously sometimes what it takes is just for someone to say it's okay and to give you a hug you know yeah you're dealing with ghosts from your past as well yes all the time yeah all the time even when for me um i have what they call the complex complex ptsd and um it's i get a lot of flashbacks Mm-hmm. I get a lot of flashbacks, uh, things that um, just come out of the blue. Yeah, it's. Mine's was like 30 plus years ago, and there's still the odd ghost raises its ugly head, and I've just got to like rationalize that thought, saying, no, that's not right. I am worthy. What you say to me is wrong and false. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though it was more mental than physical, um, yeah, that ghost is still there. There's certain mm-hmm. aspects of my life it still impedes on, impacts on. That I know that I need to deal with it and just keep going. It's the way I'm feeling. I recognise why it's there, and it's just keep moving forward and I stop th- that thought yeah. tracks before I go down a rabbit hole I think it's just because like it's you one... are one step ahead which is the uh, rec- recognition when mm-hmm. you recognize that right uh, this is what's happening to me and this is uh, the way I'm feeling because of um, PTSD or the bad experiences that I've had in life mm-hmm. I think it's just easier to deal with things obviously it's yeah. not it's not going to be a walk in the park, but at least you know what's mm-hmm. causing or what's triggering you at that moment in time. Even something as simple as going and buying myself a pair of slippers. Mm-hmm. I will stand and look at these slippers and that scenario will play out in my head. Mm-hmm. That What that person said to me over and over and over over the next amount of years, mm-hmm. I'll stand there and stare at it. And I'll go, right, I need to walk out here. <laughs> I need to walk out of this shop for a minute because I need to take care of the internal dialogue in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go back and I'll buy the slippers. I'll be like, up you, squirrel. I'm buying these slippers, so do you. Um, yeah, but it, being at 51 and having this now and being told that I have a, a generalised anxiety disorder and depression, Mm-hmm. it's like okay it took me a long time to actually accept that I was mentally ill mm-hmm. and that I had been for years mm-hmm. and 
even though I'd been on therapy like antidepressants, counselling, yada yada yada. There were still other things going on in my head. I had anxiety. I didn't know I had anxiety. I put it down to me being, right, I need to get this cupboard cleaned out too quick before um, this uh, accuses me of, of skiving. So I'll get, I'll get the cupboard cleaned quick as I possibly can and go out and deal with my patients. All because that wee voice said to me that people think I'm skiving. Right. If I stay in here too long. Mm-hmm. Like, what the? <sighs> and it's a huge cupboard. No, but somebody's going to come in here and say I'm skiving. You, you, that wee voice in your head just... <sighs> tells you lies. It's it's just like, I've, I've referred to this before, like, it's like having a bully on your shoulder whispering in your ear all these mean things and oh, just yeah. telling, you, telling mm-hmm. you that you aren't good enough, telling you that everyone hates you, telling you that... Uh, whatever you're doing right now, it's just not worth it. Give up because you, uh, you're you never going to do a good job. It's just all these mean things mm-hmm. that this bully that sat on your shoulder, whispering in your ear, saying. But, and <laughs> it's, honestly, it can be relentless. Yeah, what it can be relentless. I mean, it, you wake up in the morning, it starts, and you go through your day, and you've got the odd wee thought now and again. And by the end of the day, you're like, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. I feel as if I've done a 12-hour shift. Yeah. And not stop. And it's like, oh, my God. And it's get, the tiredness is obviously, as I'm getting older, it's getting worse with my age. Dealing with the squirrels and reaching out to say, look, I'm not okay. I need help. Mm-hmm. And... Doing this with you, Kat, mm-hmm. as I said, this is the first time I've ever done a podcast. I'm doing things on Twitch. Now, that is just so beyond my comfort zone. It's ridiculous. There's been the good, like, if somebody can take away from what I say that you can go past the struggle and keep moving forward, it's just a feeling it will go away. Work through it, go for a walk, do something, divert your attention. Like the squirrels are saying to me, Why are you doing this? Nobody wants to hear what you've got to say. You're dumb, you're stupid. There's certain words there's certain words I don't use, can and I I, I it's, it's a trigger for me. Okay. These certain words. If I hear them, it's just a straight trigger. And it, I'm off because I heard the three words so often that it triggers me now. And I know people use these words, like in America, they use the word, it sounds like we tired. Mm. I can't even say it. I can't even say that. Even saying that word in place that I'm struggling. Yeah. There's other words that I can't have said in front of me or I'll, it's the red, was it they say the red mist goes down and it's like, you're on. Yeah, absolutely. That's, 
a part of the thing I cannot control. I try to, but it's like straight away. Yeah. Do you think it's like an, um, an impulsive re impulsive reaction? Yeah. 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 That's really interesting, yeah. actually. Yeah. That's very yeah. interesting. Anyone, or, no, anyone that knows me knows, you say the three words in front of me, you're for it. Mm -hmm. Whether you like it or not, I can't help it. But don't use these. I've got to say to people, don't use these three words in front of me, but, or, or you will see something you won't like. Mm -hmm. And I've been to counselling for it. Mm -hmm. I still can't control it. Is these words would associate with something and or a situation, and then that thought would trigger you? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. If, if somebody calls me, there's a slang word for Down syndrome starts with M. Okay. Um, there's a word for someone who is disabled and, mm -hmm. it, and it rhymes with elastic. It starts with S. Okay. These three words I cannot even deal with. Fair enough. Because of what I've been through. Yeah, of course. Because back Makes then... Sense. You're told them over and over and over and over again. You start believing it. Oh, God, yes. So I'm basically sticking my two fingers up to that square and go, I'm doing this podcast. You? Yeah. And I, I am glad that you actually here having a chat with me. Yeah, know, yeah. I am glad that, that, um, that we're doing this because I want the main... The main aim of doing this is so the people that would listen, um, that will listen to this, know that they aren't alone. Because mm -hmm. when you have a mental illness, you know, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people don't like the word like being mentally ill, but I think it's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know that there are certain um, connotations, you know, like uh -huh. people who are mentally ill are violent or. Uh, you know, volatile, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but that's not necessarily the case. Um, yes, sometimes there's anger, but everyone is different. So what I'm getting at is, um, so yeah, a lot of people don't like the, you know, the expression mentally ill, but I use that quite a lot. Mm -hmm. And yes, yeah. I am mentally ill. Yes, I have depression, I have anxiety, I have... Um, when you're getting back into your busy fall routine but still want to make every breakfast count, try Blue Apron's new ready-to-cook meals that offer your favorite fresh quality ingredients ready in minutes. With 60-plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and health-conscious offerings. Get a $100 gift card, plus enjoy $130 off across your first six orders when you place an order by September 23rd. Visit blueapron.com unique2022. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino was a America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. All sorts, you know. <laughs> All yeah. sorts. And it's just like, well... <laughs> 
I'm still here. I'm taking care of myself mm-hmm. and I have to be on medication and I'm yeah. taking my life back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm doing bit by bit is take, regaining my life. Um, since my breakdown, it's been a hard, hard road to get to where I am now. Mm-hmm. And when I think back on that year, I just, it's like, look how far I've come. From being not being able to actually go off my couch for six months because I was seen. I'm on a main road. Okay. And there was a few news stories going around where horses and cars had crashed into people's houses. Mm. That was a that that was one of the thoughts that a bus is going to crash in here, and I'm going to. It was just. Yeah. I think back on that, it's like, wow. And slowly but surely, the old me's coming back. But That's good to hear, in a way. The, yeah. so, no, 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 the, what I mean is, it's good to hear that you are um, getting back to your, your good self, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. It's like... The person that you want to be, you're becoming her rather yeah. than the, you know, all these feelings and the yeah. head squirrels controlling what you're doing, how you feel. Yeah, my mental illness doesn't define me. No. Hell it no. Doesn't, um, I might have some issues, some quirks, shall we say? Yeah. Millions but, of people do. Yeah, exactly. And bringing it out now and I've, I'm seeing more and more things coming out about mental illness and I'm the type of person I've done my homework I looked into my anxiety disorder mm-hmm. anything medical I'm in there I'm like oh we research here and a wee bit here and yeah. I've done my research about an anxiety, my anxiety disorder and my depression understood it still didn't accept it it's only been since being part of a certain radio station that's actually helped me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the mental health page has been brilliant. It's, it's been not used to reaching out and saying, look, I need to reach out and have a rant on the page. Or, I need to get it down. Writing it down as well. I kept a journal. And writing down my thoughts and feelings and everything else has helped as well. Journaling. That's really good. Yeah. um, So (laughs) you're saying that being part of a community has helped you deal with your, you know, your mental health. It's actually it. It's seeing what people are reading and writing. Not reading and writing, but what people are posting. Because and going. No, I'm not alone in this. There's someone else going through exactly feeling what I'm going through. And it kind of makes you feel that little bit better that, okay, someone else, it's bad that someone else is feeling the same way I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. But having that reassurance that you're not the only one having a bad day. Oh, God, yeah, 100%. But there's always someone worse off than you. There is, yeah, there is, and I guess that we just have to uh, support each other. Yeah, 
you know yeah. just have to support each other and you see these people love affects people of all ages of all color and creed and yeah. it's not yeah it's not just a specific ethnicity or whatever um uh-huh. it affects everyone and we all uh-huh. need to be there because it's there for one another it's not just like oh you know oh what what have you got to be depressed about you've got um uh, your like someone has said to me in the past like you're you know you're married and have two kids and you have a house and this and that and the other why are you so depressed it's just like well okay yes i am very grateful for the things that i've got mm-hmm. however it's like it is a uh, chemical imbalance imbalance in my brain it's not yeah. my fault mm-hmm. yeah that's the perhaps i looked into what actually causes the anxiety what what, what goes on in the brain mm-hmm you know, talking to people, I'm like, oh, right in medical, I'm like, well, how do you do that? And getting into deep depth detail about certain medical things. So I have looked and it's a certain part of the brain releases this chemical and it can make you feel anxious and can really put you through the turmoil, can really mm-hmm. put you through. And what's happening now is I have a condition called dermatillomania. Okay, what does that mean? Dermatillomania is, if I'm saying it correctly, is the skin picking. Oh, yes. And okay, the trichotillomania yeah. is the hair pulling. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can see. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. Nails, so your skin round my nails. Yeah, so you um, peel the skin, the skin off your nails, or is it just more like you bite your yeah. nails? Yeah, bite my nails, yeah. bite the skin. I can be sitting talking to you and looking for the imperfections and I'm yeah. scanning the uh-huh. lightest wee bit of skin. It may be the tiniest wee bit of skin, but in my head, everybody mm-hmm. can see it, so I must get rid of it. Or okay. People are going to think, you know, and I'm picking, I, mean, yeah. I go to my bed with sore fingers because I pick yeah. and bite so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's see- that as well. Yeah, my kids bite their nails. Mm-hmm. So uh, anxiety, OCD, trait, yeah. yeah, I guess you know it's it's funny how one thing can trigger another. You know, your uh, anxiety will trigger your depression, and then when you're depressed, uh, sometimes it can trigger like your OCD, and then your OCD will, will trigger your anxiety. So it's just like going around in the yeah circle, isn't well, it? What my GP said was, I'm just a big mixed pot at the moment. I was diagnosed that I was going through the menopause. So they think it's the menopause that's carrying everything at the moment. They're, they're the main holder of the party. Mm. For want of a better way of putting it. Yeah. And it, they said it's possible that my hormones fluctuating and dipping is causing me to do this. It could be. And it's making my anxiety worse and yeah. it's because the, the menopause obviously the female part of the baby situation is no longer there the shop has closed permanently <laughs> the shop is closed and was removed in 2010 okay but they didn't remove the, the lights outside the house shall we say they're still there so i still mm-hmm. go through like a ghost cycle i still get the symptoms okay even yeah. i don't bleed yeah, of course. And I find that when a man like that is, uh, when I'm like this, gets yeah, lost, yeah, yeah. You know, so hopefully I'm out of this 
menopause soon, please. <laughs> but were you, um, what, did you have like uh, symptoms of, you know, depression and anxiety pre-menopause? Yeah, I was yeah. diagnosed depression before. Before everything. menopause. Before, okay. half, before everything happened in 2016. Yeah. But I didn't know that. Now that I understand the anxiety mm. more, I'm looking back going, maybe I wasn't a mild, maybe I wasn't a nail bite and maybe that was mm-hmm. mild anxiety. Because right. I was a nail biter from an early age. My dad's the same. Okay. My dad's a nail biter. He mm. picks and bites, but mine's is worse than his. Yeah, I mean, when you're actually doing that, you know, you know, biting your nails and stuff, is it some sort of... What what feeling do you get from it? How do you feel when you're doing it? Is it like I don't know, a, a satisfactory? Um, yeah, it's just a, a, a compulsion to bite mm. that nail. Or if I feel something's wrong, yeah, okay. It's I'm not saying it's about body dysmorphia. Okay, and the way it it, it comes out is there's a very snaggy nail. Mm-hmm. And I pick that snaggy nail. Okay. Then yeah. I'll pick the skin under that nail. Mm-hmm. And I'm aware I'm doing it, but I can't stop it. You can't stop it. Yeah. I can't stop it. Uh-huh. And I can go through a few days of not, and then it all comes back again. Yeah. So maybe if I can get them healed enough that I can go and get false nails to stop me. Okay. Do you feel like you do more of that when you're having, uh, like, anxiety? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Until, yeah, yeah, it sounds like it's uh, an anxiety trigger, you know, as well. As like, an anxiety trigger, yeah. Yeah. Okay, because there's a lot of people that do different things, yeah. you know. People I mean, my son, my, son uh, my middle son, he's got the trichotillomania. He's got a bald spot in his head, just okay. the top of his head, and he picks and picks and picks. Right. So it's like it's it's like some it feels as if it's carried on down the family because my dad was a nail biter, I was a nail biter, my middle son's a nail biter, and now he's picking his skin at the top of his head. Yeah, he's got a big bald spot there. I'm so wondering if it is like you know if it is a uh, like you know an anxiety thing, or if it's like a learned behaviour. Mhm. Mhm. Uh-huh. Excuse me, I was just having a drink there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're sitting watching some your father do it. Yeah. It's like you see everybody smoking, so you going everybody's doing it. What's it like? Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? And getting caught at six year old with a cigarette was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting between the fridge, a sweet curry corner. And there's me with a cigarette. I'd stole out my grand's packet and I'm smoking the smoke bellowing out unbeknownst to me and all I felt was crack. Get up here, you. Oh, I knew how to light it. I didn't know how to put it out. <laughs> so yeah, it is because I'm sitting watching my father bite his nails. So I started doing it and I haven't been able to stop. And it's got worse. Yeah, it's gotten worse. Especially when you're uh, anxious. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, it's like I I do a thing. Uh, it's called stimming. So stimming is when you do your um you do the same action over and over again. It is mm-hmm. a very common autistic trait. Now, 
just squeeze my fingers, squeeze my hands, mm-hmm. I bite my uh, yeah, I bite my fingers quite a lot, and I'm always like this, you know, um, basically putting my my hands into a fist and uh, pressing them as hard as I can. So mm-hmm. it's just a release thing. It's like when I'm happy, when I'm uh, yeah, when I'm overwhelmed or whatever. It's like I have to do this this thing you know to yeah calm myself down and bring myself down you've got this energy inside and you don't know how to get rid of it mm-hmm, yeah so on this rather than going to uh, doing the gym maybe i should go out walking or whatever but as soon as i sit down and relax watching a movie or whatever that it starts it's as soon as i sit down and stop Mm-hmm. and relax this is when this because I've got all this pent up energy and excitement so this yeah the nails get it yeah I get that yeah 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 it's quite similar to stimming you know like mm. my uh, well my daughter she's uh, eight and what she does is she flaps her ooh, she flaps her hands yeah so my dad does that yeah flaps her hands mm-hmm. um and my son just sort of sways from side to side, you know, mm-hmm. do that quite a lot. And it is, you know, it's um, a common autistic trait. Yeah, so it's their way of, I think a neurotypical uh, person would probably just go for a walk or uh, do something else, but they can't really yeah. do that, I guess. It's just, I don't know, I just always saw it as something that I did, and then they do it too, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not very nice when you're holding hands with your partner and you can feel all this hard bitten skin and scabs and what have you. It's not very nice when he's holding my hand. But have you asked him how he feels holding your hand? He doesn't pay attention. He knows it. He, he wouldn't be paying attention to it. He knows. He knows I do it. Obviously. Mhm. He knows obviously that. The traits and things like that. I've tried wearing gloves. I've tried solutions on my fingers. Mm-hmm. I bite through everything. It doesn't mm-hmm. bother me that there's some disgusting chemical to stop me. You've got the, the what's it called again? The, the stops you from biting your nails. The, the nail varnish. Mm-hmm. Not like nail varnish. Um, I've been given cuticle oil to try and help the healing process. And right. As soon as they're healed, I'm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing it again. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Something that you can't, you can't really help, and it's, it can, it can be quite annoying sometimes, don't you find? You're frustrating mm-hmm. when you're trying to stop and you just can't, can't help it. Even when I was doing the Twitch stream a few weeks ago or a few months ago, however long it was, I sat and watched back at it, and I'm like, oh dear. Mm-hmm. You can see me. Mm-hmm. Biting. My fingers. And it's a wonder I haven't caught an infection. Uh-huh, okay. I've never caught an infection off my fingers. Right. We're we doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then again, my hands are never out of water. <laughs> my hands are hardly out of water. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I get that. I guess, f- for me, like, oh... Well, I don't, I used to uh, b- 
bite my fingers quite a lot. Like just, you know, my knuckles, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. I used to do that a lot. And especially when I was a kid and the other kids would be like looking at me a bit like, what is she doing? And yeah, so I, I guess because I was always different than the other kids. So I struggled forming relationships with people. I always struggled making friends. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I always struggled making friends because of these different quirks. I didn't struggle making friends. I think people were more friends with me just because they wanted to see what malarkey shenanigans that I would get up to next because I had no filter. If I was going to do something, I'd do it without question and cause not trouble, but mischief yeah you know like say going into a shop and making sweaty words out of the lettered candles and walking away and leaving them you know just putting hats on and taking my photograph with a stupid face now i, I don't even take selfies mm. i'm starting to yeah i'm starting to do things that i used to do so yeah that's how i mean i say that the old me is coming back maybe a more tamed down version of myself <laughs> to what I was before because oh I could do certain people are on for their money <laughs> <laughs> of the shenanigans that of the shenanigans yeah oh, oh yeah 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 um as I say I had no filter yeah um but now it'd be a more reserved version of me I would right. think about right okay if like say someone in the bar dropped the drawers and showed their bum yeah I Hold my pint. Come here, you. I would do the same. <laughs> now I'm like, no, no. I'll just stand and go, you're going to look at yourself down the line and see this video and you're going to go, what did that do? All what did I do? Thank God there's no camera phones back. Looking for news that cuts through the noise? Want the unfiltered inside scoop on today's top headlines? Then it's time for you to check out News Talk 105.9 WMAL. Home to radio legends Dan Bongino, Mark Levin, Ben Shapiro, and more. WMAL delivers agenda-free coverage of everything going on in the DMV and around the globe. Visit WMAL.com or download the WMAL app to tune in live today. News Talk 105.9 WMAL. Making sense of the news. Then <laughs> there's no evidence of my shenanigans. Oh, we had fun. Fact, if you look at my Facebook and you see my photographs of my 40th birthday, that's the kind of shenanigans I was getting up to. <laughs> Some of the photographs did not make the cut. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd have been kicked off Facebook. <laughs> but yeah, I've still got up to mischief, but I'm more. More tamed now, do you reckon? More diluted version. <laughs> I get that. So it's a case of, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many things that I used to get up to, you know. But now, honestly, it's, there's so many things that I used to do before that I didn't really care about the consequences that now... I just get too anxious about it and I wouldn't do any of it. Think about the people around me. Do they really need to see me do this? No, they don't. So I won't. won't. Mm -hmm. But I will be doing some shenanigans. 
<laughs> so be we'll be expecting something from you then. <laughs> yeah. Any events you uh, you may see something you may not. It depends on my mood if I'm up to doing some shenanigans. <laughs> it depends who the band's who what band's playing. <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a back four act before and everybody's standing there, like, bored, I'll just stand there and do some stupid dancing, pulling a face and what have you, just to put a smile on people's faces. You're braver than I am. <laughs> the, playing the fool, playing the clown. Do you if feel I like... make somebody laugh for five minutes. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, do you feel like that's a different side of you? Is that a way of dealing with, you know, your anxiety when you're out and about? Mm-hmm. If I can make someone laugh for five minutes, then job done. Mm-hmm. Because you're standing in a crowd, you don't know what that person's maybe thinking at that time. Maybe they're thinking, having a wee bit of a hard time mentally going, Mm. I need to go home. I can't be here. Uh, they feel suddenly overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And usually, doing a wee bit of shenanigans just to break that, you know, because I can read some of my friends quite well. It's like I don't. They didn't want to come out in the first place. You forced them to come out. Mm. So you feel responsible for making their night. And right. if they're standing there like face trapped. Right. Them, yeah, I get it. You look. Like, Okay, they're not good. like they'll not come back out with me again. Right. If I put on a wee bit of a shenanigan show, maybe to break that, mm-hmm. to break that spell that mm-hmm. they're under for wanting a better way of putting it again. Yeah, yeah, That's I get it. Saying, isn't it? <laughs> no, you no, you're making sense. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, thank God for that. I thought I was rambling on. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> I, feel, I feel as if I'm drawing that I'm just no. talking rubbish here. <laughs> no. <laughs> it makes it makes a lot of sense. I think for me it was always like uh be the uh the part of um being a part of a group, but then I was I don't know, it was always telling jokes and stuff like that because that's the way uh, that I would deal with my uh, anxiety of being, you know, my social anxiety, you know, being in a group. And that's, that was a way of uh, coping with it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess being the, the class clown, you know, as people say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Being the class clown, you're, you're basically being an idiot, giving yourself a showing up as my wee granny would say, you're giving yourself a showing up for being the, acting the fool. But if you can make that person who's having a wee bit of a hard time, who's struggling to come out that night, who has come out that night, then, yeah, well, here's me, I'm the class clown, I'm going to do some... There's a metal band playing beside us and I'm doing some ballroom dancing in the middle of the floor, giving it a wee shimmy and they're looking at me as if to say, what the, is she on? <laughs> Just and having a bit of harmless fun. A bit of harmless fun that will maybe say, maybe it's not so bad after all, maybe I should stay. Yeah. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You've got to try. You've got to try, I suppose. Oh. You've got to try and bring someone out of that spell, even if you're at a gig or at Asda's or meeting up for coffee. 
someone's offloading on you and they've said what they've had to say and you start talking small talk and how you doing yada 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 and then you start coming away with one liners and jokes and cracks and you've made that person smile that could be the best thing for that person yeah you could make someone's day exactly making that person smile through their pain mm-hmm. could be yeah thing that stops them doing something stupid because you don't know how deep that person is they're only giving you a scut over their situation you they could be further down the rabbit hole than you even imagine so i I agree 100% put your hand down and grab that person and say right come on let's have a laugh let's have a bite of crack here let's go into ours and put stupid hats on and take selfies (laughs) you've diverted that person I've done that before. They're on my Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, check on his Facebook. (laughs) Check my Facebook of the the, the shenanigans (laughs) in my 40th birthday and all the the things that I've done through the years. (laughs) And I look back and go, did I really do that? (laughs) Growing old disgracefully, that's why I'm fine. Fine. Is it the old self that you keep referring to? What do you mean, the, the person that would make mean, the jokes? What I mean is, like, you know, the uh, selfies the selfies with the hats on it as this. Is that the old self you keep referring to? Yeah. The person that is just not not scared of doing something silly like that. And then just, mm-hmm. yeah. I get that. I get I mean, it. I could go into, you're walking through and you're going through Primark, I'll pick the most ugliest outfit I, <laughs> I can find. And it's maybe gorgeous to someone else, but to me it's like, oh dear God, I wouldn't even wash the floor with that. But I'll stand there and put a fashion show on and put faces <laughs> on and make that person smile. Total goofball. I'm that person. I'll walk out with it give you a fashion show and pull a face and make myself look like Airdrie's next top model just to make <laughs> you fun. So, you, yeah, so you, you sometimes when uh, at your lowest points, you want to go back to that old self. Yeah. yeah. I go with what's happened to me. How have I ended up with this? That I, I was so confident and reassured before. Now I am a wreck. Mm. <laughs> well, maybe I'm not a wreck. I'm a work in progress. Exactly. It is. It is a work in progress, mm-hmm. and you're always progressing. You know, even even when you take a few steps back, work towards taking those steps forward that you've taken back, and accept that as a victory. Doesn't it's, mean that you lost something. Yeah. It just means that uh, you know you will get it just a different time. It's just going to take longer getting there. There's a lot of scenes and things like saying, "Well, every every year the leaves lose the trees, but every year they come back again." Yeah, I like that analogy. Absolutely. You know, what I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of that. But... That's okay. I was going to say something, but I can't remember what it was, but I'll come back. I do that. I, yeah, I'll do that all the time. <laughs> all my memory's talking. Oh, yeah. 
sometimes I wonder, is it my dad that's got dementia or me? Because I'm oh. very forgetful. <laughs> I'm very forgetful, but I blame the painkillers that I have to take every day. <sighs> it's the meds. It's the meds. It's definitely the meds. <laughs> but yeah, a lot takes to do with it's not just cheering that person up but obviously me and hearing what they, they've had to say has had an effect on me mm-hmm. so in a way it's a bit of therapy for me to change my thought say right okay let's go on to prime mat and be stupid for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and it's amazing what they 10 minutes can do mm-hmm. have a wee joke and a laugh and put something stupid on and walk about kidding on you or something you're not <laughs> but yeah it, it it's, there, it's not just for them, it's for me as well. Oh, that's... A lot of stuff. <laughs> that sounds, yeah. Sounds like fun, though. <laughs> I might do that at some point. Well, <laughs> it is. As I said, it's bringing another version of the old me back, maybe a bit more filtered than what I was before. Yeah. What kind of things have you been um, been doing to... been doing now to cope with your you know, mental health, uh, when you get like a, a wobble, what do you do um, to help yourself? As I have discussions in my head, let's say, let's just say me in this particular anxiety mm-hmm. voice, mm-hmm. me and that anxiety voice are sitting on a table and we're having a discussion. Mm-hmm. And if it's not resolved, I'll go, well, I'm going to resolve it and I'll go against what that voice is saying. Right. I'm very much a person of proving wrong. Yeah. I I, I will prove you wrong. I will do this. And even with anxiety, I'm going to prove it wrong. I'm not going to do it. doesn't matter what you say. You can say what you want to me. I'll do what I want. You'll not control me. Mm Mm-hmm and turn me into someone. You're not going to turn me back into that person you did before. Mm-hmm. You know, um, music. Yes. Putting on some right heavy, heavy <laughs> music. Yeah. Let's say playing Lama God, Memento Mori, 50 times on loop. <laughs> yeah. That kind of, I mean, that song makes you feel as if you've been hot in the face by two before. Mm-hmm. You know it's coming. Every time it still feels as if you've been hot in the face with it before. It's the heavy music's cathartic to me. Mm-hmm. I can sit there, I can listen to it, and I can feel the the tension build up, but it goes yeah. away. Because inside my head, I'm standing there and I'm screaming the lyrics. It's helping you scream without screaming. That's what I was waiting on. Yeah. It helps you scream without screaming because let's be honest, if any of start screaming, we'll have no lungs left and no throat left. Everyone's got different coping mechanisms. Mm. Uh, mine at the moment is doing this that we're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Is chatting with people that are going through uh, or have gone through the same things as I have gone through and I'm going through too. Um, and people that can relate with my story and also yeah, just having that social interaction with someone. Okay. But 
I feel, do you know what? I feel a lot more comfortable doing like Zoom meetings, you know, uh-huh. where I can, I can still see you. But uh-huh. my anxiety is not like, oh my God, that person's way too close. Like, oh, this took, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, you know, my anxiety is okay. Yeah. We're fine with this because it's mm-hmm. sort of like, if something happens, I can just turn it off and run away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going yeah. to because that'd just be rude. But my anxiety <laughs> mm-hmm. could just be like, like, just stop what you're doing. It's not worth it. Just turn it off and could be telling me all these like lies that, you know, feeding into my uh, brain, all mm-hmm. these different things. Yeah, absolutely. Doing mindfulness meditation as well. I can't um, concentrate hard enough. <laughs> It, sometimes I, uh, it works, sometimes it doesn't. It, 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 it takes a bit of practice, but just finding my, my own way to center myself. Just lie there, close my eyes, take a few slow, deep breaths and just calm my body down because I'm like jittery and shaky and mm. feel as if something's going to pop. As I say, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But mindfulness has been a help as well. And if I take a panic attack, I've got a quick solution to get me out of it. So that I'm not sitting there for hours and hours and hours in a panic attack. I've got my own way dealing with that. So it's just finding your own wee ways that help you. What works for me might not work for you, but try it. It's not going to do you any harm if works it works it doesn't it doesn't you've tried it oh i agree 100 percent. but uh, for me i have tried uh, i have tried mindfulness but i have the uh, you know the attention span of a spanner uh so it's just like i can't really relax and also because i i have ringing uh, ringing in my ears you know i've got tinnitus tinnitus the wonderful tinnitus so I've got in this. So basically, like my ears are ringing constantly, and then all I can, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't concentrate. So <laughs> I find yeah, me- it makes it harder, doesn't it? It depends. Oh Sometimes my tinnitus is high, and I can't concentrate. It feels as if it feels as if I can't think mm-hmm. straight, can't see straight. Mm-hmm. I'm in Tesco, and I'm going from one end to the other, mm-hmm. back and forth, back and forth. Other days I can barely hear it. Mm-hmm. That's a lot to do as well because it gets on your nerves that ringing. Yeah, I um I have a condition called neuropathy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, which is damage to the nerves in your body, and when they overreact, uh, so mm-hmm. it can be quite painful. Now, uh-huh. yeah, it can be really really painful. Mm-hmm. So I find that sometimes the uh, that. I don't know if I'm having a really bad flare up, my mm-hmm. t- uh, my tinnitus gets worse, and also yeah. my anxiety and depression mm-hmm. get worse. So you're having something physical, and then you're having something, you know, psychological at the same time, and it's like, ugh. <laughs> do you find your anxiety and your tinnitus work hand in hand sometimes? I do. If the ringing in your ears is high, your anxiety is high. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because I find that if uh, if that constant ringing in the ears gets louder, 
I get anxious uh, because it is, I don't know, it's something that I'm not, I'm not used to it being at a certain, above a certain pitch. And then I get nervous. Yeah. It's like, it's like my, my body's like, oh, we're nervous. What's this noise? We've not heard this one before, but it's like, it's still the ringing in my ears, but it's just louder than normal. And sometimes it's quite difficult yeah. to differentiate uh, when you're, if you're having a panic attack or if it's just, mm-hmm. just uh, you know, having really bad tinnitus, I find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you yeah. know, it's it is part of um, the anxiety, you know, anxiety attacks when, you know, uh-huh. you have ringing in the ears and you start feeling dizzy, you, uh, sweaty uh-huh. palms and you start feeling weak at the knees sort of thing. And oh, to yeah. the point where you feel like you're going to, you're going to drop uh, there and then. But there's one thing that helps a lot of people, which is called grounding. Yeah. Uh, it's when you, uh, for, you know, whoever's listening to this that doesn't know grounding is um when you uh, you're having a panic attack or you're on the verge of a panic attack you try and count things that you see things that you can smell things that you can touch so Mm -hmm. that your brain gets distracted with something else and breathing Mm -hmm. exercises are so important Mm -hmm. yeah what so important as well. What I do is of a, a panic attack or having a panic attack. What I do is, um, what I was told was just let your body do what it needs to do. Do not fight it. You're going to make it worse. You're going to shake violently. You'll shake violently. It will pass, but don't fight it. How I divert my brain is I count to ten, back and forth. Ten, nothing to ten. Ten to nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing to ten. Back and forth and watch my breathing and just calm it down and it's over in minutes sometimes it takes to the count of 20 if that's not working i'll do 20 because obviously counting from 20 to zeros seems a bit harder so it's that's how i'm diverting my brain but what i get told as well was is it's not the amount of times you fall down it's about how you get back up again mm-hmm is you, you will fall I know why I'm going to fall and I'm going to fall over and over but the getting back up again is I need to get back up because this isn't going to beat me this isn't going to beat me yeah this not yes it might feel like it's going to last forever you know it feels <laughs> like it's going to last, <laughs> last a lifetime <laughs> But it's it, it doesn't. You just you will you will get better. You know you will get better. But obviously at, at the end of the yeah, day, yeah. it is up to you to make that happen as well. And it is up to to you to try and help yourself so that you can better yourself. But also mm-hmm. take some time for yourself as well. Even I know everyone yeah. has got their things that they do you know like a lot of people have busy lives mm-hmm. you know some people have children others don't uh, some people work any given hour others don't but i think it's really important mm-hmm. to take some time for yourself so that you can yeah. 
see and just relax because you get into that point of burnt feeling burnt out you're gonna feel a lot worse you know a lot worse even if you're just sitting down for half an hour with a cup of tea and a book yeah yeah self-care is very important that's how i like come into my room mm-hmm. and not be case come in if you want or don't come in at all depending on how i'm feeling obviously mm-hmm. so yeah having now that I've got a sanctuary where I can come and kind of deal with my situation, just leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Don't just don't come near me. Yeah. Just let me deal with it myself, and I'm fine. Give me an hour, two hours, I'm fine. I'll come out and go right. What are we doing, lads? What are we doing? Are we gaming tonight? Are we? He's playing COD. My son's playing something else. I'm in here watching. Right, we're all good. Right, I'm back. I'm back in the room. <laughs> Yeah, I know, honestly, it's it's nice to see you. I know uh, you're talking about these difficult things, but you still have that smile on your face, and it is so nice to see. And inspiring, you know. I must tell you, it's it's inspiring me, you know, as a person that has uh, a lot of um, mental health issues as well, you know, and see you smile like that. It's making me smile. It's making me happy to see you happy and i'm so glad that Uh we actually had the opportunity to do this to just have a chat Uh you know and yeah it's been nice yeah yeah it's just it's it's nice to see someone who's just like soldiering on and i think you know it doesn't matter how how old you are Mm -hmm. because i have met people who are of uh you know of a of a certain age when i see uh you know like 50 plus it's like, oh, you know, I'm too, I'm too old to feel this way. It's like, well, no, it affects everyone. You know, mm-hmm. it's just learning how to deal with it and finding what works for you. Absolutely. And yeah, it's finding your own way of doing things. Yeah, finding your own way of doing things and talking uh, about it and talking about this is, it's never been more important than it is now. You know, especially oh, yeah. with the whole like people being locked down, mm-hmm. you know. And I felt like a lot of people have now discovered that they actually suffer from anxiety and depression because they mm-hmm. everything stopped. You know, people stopped going to work, people stopped their routines, you know, and they stopped to think exactly how they feel. My son. He has lost quite a few friends during this whole corona business. The young, the amount of young people who have ended it is just like, what? Yeah. It's, it's so sad. It is. 16, 17, 18 year olds having to basically, they can't see a way out. Yeah, not being able to go. It's heartbreaking. It really is. It is. It and is I feel some, t- obviously there's, in a way, there isn't anything that I can physically do. But yeah, it's it's really sad to see, you know, so many young people not being able to cope with it. And f- yeah. just, yeah, we lost so many lives, so many oh, young lives in the space of six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and I think that we need to be the ex- no, I wouldn't say be the example, but to op- if we by us opening up about our feelings mm-hmm. makes other people open up about their feelings, and for those people mm-hmm. to seek help, even if it's just one person, then our job yeah, is done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's- they're not even coming forward and saying, look, I'm not feeling so good. There's something going on in my head. They're basically, I am fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. They don't understand that what's going on in their head is an illness. They've took it as, that's it, my life's over. It's sad. I've got depression. I'm going to feel like this forever. What am I going to, I don't want to be a burden in my family. So it's how fast they're ending up to end up doing that. It's, it's horrible. It's when you yeah, when you go from uh, not to 60 and it hits you like a ton of bricks all of a sudden and you don't understand mm-hmm. why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And also sometimes it's like uh, lacking the support, um, especially young people, you know. I want my children, when they are older, to be able to come to me and tell me exactly what's going up there in their heads so that I can help Mm -hmm. them as much as I can. It is sad that some young people out there, unfortunately, feel like they can't do that. They feel like this is is what my life's going to be. Yeah. I don't want to be like this, so... It's... Yeah. I've been there, like I I have been there uh, many times and uh, throughout my life, and I can guarantee that things get better. Might not mm-hmm. might not feel like a, might not feel like at the time, you know. Yeah. But things get better, and if you work really hard at it, yeah. Things yeah, and I guess for me, it's just being. Uh, doing the things that I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and deciding, do you know what? I've always wanted to uh, pursue radio and that's what I'm doing right now. You know, I always wanted to pursue that. And I just decided, you know what? I'm sick of my uh, depression and anxiety and all these things stopping me from uh, achieving the th- the things that I've been wanting to achieve all my life. But I thought, I thought to myself, like, oh, I'm just, oh, I'm getting old. You know, I am 34. I'm not, not like. Oh, you're a baby. Not necessarily old, but it's just how, (laughs) how, like, you know, it was the, the, the whole, uh, (laughs) holy on the shoulder. Are you going to feel worse? What's going to, what's, how's it going to make you feel worse is if you go and don't do it you're going to end up regret at least you've tried it it hasn't worked out and if it doesn't work out fine but at least you've tried it damned if you do that do it if it doesn't work out at least you've tried it it's the i think for me it was my two biggest fears are rejection and failure so I, mm-hmm. it's just like my brain is just like telling me like, oh, well, you know, you won't, you won't fail if you just don't do it. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it, then you won't fail. But then again, it's like, well, I won't, there's but, no failure, but it'll be a regret. See, failing's a big, strong word there. It's not a case, it's, it's not 
I fail. It just didn't work out. It just planets didn't align. It just wasn't your time. Mm-hmm. But it's not as if you maybe get a wee resting period, put it down for a little while, and then slowly it might come back to you to start again. If first you don't succeed, try, try again. Yeah, absolutely. There there's, yeah. An, there's an old saying for you. There is, those are very wise words. But then again, it's like, I'm rubbish at following my own advice. Oh, ain't we all? <laughs> I say, oh, all? Yeah, I'm rubbish following my own advice. <laughs> and I'm can... good at giving advice, but it doesn't mean to say I'm going to follow that advice, you know, because <laughs> I'll not be told what to do. <laughs> <laughs> This is what you need to do. I'm not doing that. I'm doing this. And because I've done it my way, it's went barely up. And yeah, that's but, my own stupid fault. But then it's just <laughs> like that feeling of like, oh, I should have, I should have done this. It's the shoulda, coulda, would have, you know. But then it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. On the yeah. daily, with the shoulda, couldas. Oh, on the yeah. daily. On the daily, and I guess sometimes it's just it's so hard, isn't it? Yeah. It's so hard, and I, I've said to people before, like, I wish that, well, actually, <laughs> I don't wish <laughs> the no, for no one to live in, the, like, you know, in my brain for longer than 10 minutes. It's oh, crazy, nice. it's crazy out there. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, crazy? It's like a movie, it just never ends. It's like, it's like <laughs> a roller coaster, but, you know, roller coaster that just never stops. Excuse me. Just never yep. stops. Just keeps going, going and going and going, and it's not that one, fun. It, it's it's a case of well, what's going to happen next once this corona's over? What's what's the next thing going to happen? I don't know. But, I guess what we can just do is wait and see. See what happens. See what happens. Try and get muddled through. Muddle uh, through the best way we can. Yeah, just do the best you can, because. The best you can is the best you can do. Do the you best you can is the best you can do. Yep. That's you know it. Your best. Sometimes your best isn't good enough then. Put it in the back burner and try again. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with that said, I, I think it is a lovely way for us to actually finish this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, oh, I know. I'm looking at the clock. Way, yeah, on, a lo- on a lovely note. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the time going, we've been talking for nearly two hours. Yeah, the, the time goes really fast. You see, it's signs of a good conversation, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's we signs of a good conversation. We could go on, but... That's it, like, I find... We have family responsibilities to take care of. <laughs> That's it. It's like, Sorry? I, I find that I... Yeah, I allow myself like you know an hour to do this, but it just goes on like over an hour. Oh, I know. It's like going for a coffee. You'll go for one coffee. Your six to- your six coffees done, and you're rattling because you've talked <laughs> and gabbed and drank coffee. You come out the coffee shop rattling because you've had six cups of coffee. You've not realised how much times went. <laughs> That's it. But it's like a time tunnel. It's if like, what the. <laughs> If it's not, yeah, if it's not for fun, then it's not worth doing at all. <laughs> oh, well. Well, if someone can take some wee nugget out of what I've been talking about, whether it's been rubbish or good, well, as long as somebody can get a wee snippet and it makes them feel like maybe it's not so bad after all, I can do this. Of course. If I can do it, is the old cliche, again, 
says, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. And you know I mean? yeah, for, you know, for anyone that's listening, if you want to have a, you know, if you want to get involved with this chat, my details will be on the description yeah. and get uh-huh. in touch because it, it is, we all need to get the word out there. And to mm-hmm. talk about yeah. things yeah. that makes us uncomfortable, but need to be said. And together mm-hmm. we'll get through yeah. it. <laughs> in it together. We will, dear, we will. We are in, in it, it together. That's it. <laughs> uh-huh. I've still to catch up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, yeah, he was absolute diamond. We had such a laugh. Oh, he's, he's an absolute. To me, he looks, he looks like that kind of bonkers chap you really need to know. Yes. <laughs> you know, that he has got some stories to tell, that boy. <laughs> yeah, it was a lovely chat. So, yeah, <laughs> have a listen. I think you will yeah, like it. To... Fingers well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I miss gigs. <laughs> I miss oh, gigs. <laughs> So I miss bland. gigs more than anything else. <laughs> I think. Oh no, it's it, live streams are great and all, but it's not the same. No, it's not. I just want to be there. I just want to, you know. I don't even care if people are like sweating on me. <laughs> I was just about to say that you don't care for the under undeodorized sweat and breath and ale and beer. You I miss care. it. Like, yes, bring it. Bring it on! Oh, I don't care. I missed big, it. Take a big lungful and <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, then uh, get coronavirus next day. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, take a big whiff and it make make your eyes water, but it's so worth it because you've missed it. <laughs> oh God, yes. On that bombshell. Uh... <laughs> yeah. On that bombshell, that bombshell thank, darling. You so <laughs> thank you so much, Anna, for doing this. With You're me. very I'm welcome, darling. Thanking you all. Yes, and uh, we will we'll have a chat again if you're up for it. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm game. No, yeah. now that now that I've now that I've popped the cherry, I'm in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> he said. Oh, I was waiting on that. <laughs> See, <laughs> I was waiting on that. Were you? <laughs> Stole it from you. <laughs> All right then. All right then. Take care. Love to the family. To have, a, have a lovely weekend. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.